This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time to line them up. Opening lines, line moves, and how money is moving the sports betting market. Line them up with Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Get ready to place your bets. Got Jared Smith sitting in for Joe Giglio today. Plenty going on in Major League Baseball. This is when we line them up, go over today's matchups, get you set, but... Before any of these matchups, since they are all evening games, we've got to talk a little bit about this MLB trade deadline. Thursday was big. Got Max Scherzer, Trey Turner going to the Dodgers. Anthony Rizzo now joining Joey Gallo and company with Jared's Yankees. You got all the thumpers in the world, man. That that short porch and right. It's always been an issue, that left-handed power. But now they make this move. Were you expecting this? Because... The Gallo made a lot of sense to me, even though yeah. it's criticized, especially since you get him for next year, too. Yep. If you just need to start over. I don't think the Red Sox will be playing like this again. But um, to get him for next year is terrific. But I I always wondered, what is taking so long? Why not uh, get that left-handed power that they've desperately needed? And then they, they went all in this time around. Well, they've been hamstrung by the Stanton deal. And they made – you know, because when you bring in a lefty pop guy – you want to have some share at DH available, and, and they just don't have that available right now with Stanton because he just cannot play the outfield. And if he does, he's probably going to get hurt uh, quicker than he would. You know, I, I went to a game once where Stanton got hurt sliding in the third, like not even playing the outfield, like just sliding into third. So I, I think the the that deal, which, you know, Brian Cashman says he had to make, Derek Jeter gave him Stanton basically for nothing. Um, I think it's really hamstrung the Yankees with going out and getting one of those big power bats. I, I'm with you on Gallo. Gallo got they were there was so much hate for Gallo. The dude's a gold glove outfield. Why? Look at the outfield for the Yankees right now. They're throwing out Ryan Lamar and and, and I mean it's just it's I, they got better with Joey Gallo and I you know I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. The Rizzo thing was surprising. I thought Rizzo was a good fit for the Yankees a couple years ago before the Luke Voigt deal. Um, I think this the Rizzo thing maybe makes it a little more question about how the Yankees feel about Luke Voigt's status going forward. But I, I certainly think Rizzo's a good fit in the Bronx. I, I mean, he's a team guy. You know, he understands how to win. He's won before, and he's a lefty that can swing it, and he's a decent first baseman. I mean, that, that, that smells Yankee Stadium to me. Sometimes we underrate this in baseball. He's great for that clubhouse. I'll yeah, you you're, you're absolutely. Gonna, you're going to fall in love with him right away. Um, yeah, I, I think overall he's a great addition on many different levels. And you beat the Red Sox to the punch. That's the key. That you're, that you're right. That It's almost like just taking him away from Boston was worth the squeeze right there. Yeah, they, they were going hard for him. And a good job by Jed Hoyer, the Cubs general manager, well, president now, 
by using <laughs> them against each other. So you can get the best deal he possibly could since they decided to wait too long, even though the Cubs offense has been broken for years. And the Dodgers' big moves, Scherzer and Trey Turner. I mean, just pay attention to the Dodgers' actions. Doesn't matter what they say because they can't say much. Just watching their actions, Trevor Bauer's not going to start again this year. Nope. That's what it says. I agree. And I think the Turner thing, as much as we're going to talk about Max Scherzer, I mean, goodness gracious, Trey Turner's a pretty good player, too. Yeah. Got two got two Turners now uh, on the Dodgers, Justin and Trey. We'll see which one wins out. I'm assuming Justin will get maybe. I, I don't know. Where do you think Trey plays? you think they put him at third and maybe move Justin around a little bit? I mean, they, they can play him anywhere. Right? A roster filled with guys that can play anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Maybe put him in the outfield. Who knows? I um, think put it, Bellinger at first base for the first time in a big yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> the bad air. You know, but that's a, that's a really interesting point because you look at how teams are constructing rosters these days, and I think this is a problem with the Yankees. Too many pieces that can only play one position, where I think some teams that are really successful these days – have that flexibility because, as you know, COVID, injuries, slumps, you have to be able to move pieces around. The Dodgers are good at that. Other teams that maybe aren't as good, the Rays are great at that too. Um, you know, those Swiss Army knives that are not like the typical utility players that can only hit maybe once a week. They're really good players, but they can play multiple positions. I think that's the future of the league. Speaking of guys that have that flexibility, the uh, the watch is on for Chris Bryant today. Where's he going to land? Not just a third baseman. <sighs> he could play both corner outfield spots. Also for the Cubs, Craig Kimbrell, he will be dealt. That's the expectation before 4 o'clock Eastern. Jose Barrios, best starter on the market from the Twins. And uh, Trevor Story. Uh, I, I know you're not a fan of the team, but they're, they're right there by you in New York. Uh, it seems like the Mets want everybody. They need somebody. Yeah. Um, the the Mets probably Mets fans have probably not liked picking up their you know logging into social media the last twenty four hours because unlike Yankees fans and this city is very unique where there's multiple sports multiple teams in multiple sports it's you know Chicago has it too so you understand that vibe but there is like a hierarchy of the sports yeah and of the teams and. When Yankee, when the Yankees do something, you hear more Mets fans get upset than you do Yankees fans be happy. When it, when the other thing happens, when the Mets do something, the Yankees fans just kind of sit there and they're like, all right, whatever. So the Mets fans probably have gotten a little bit impatient over the last day or so. Um, whereas if the Mets were doing all the moves, the Yankees fans probably would have just said, all right, little brother, you do whatever you want. Um, but that's kind of the vibe I would say in this city. Mets fans probably very anxious picking up their phones the last day, seeing especially the Dodgers making the moves too. They're in the same uh, league. So uh, Mets fans probably not feeling too good today. Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman uh, reporting over the last couple of days, the Mets and Cubs have discussed various permutations of deals, including right-handed pitcher Zach Davies. I believe, is he set to pitch today? Oh, no, it's Trevor Williams Day. Uh, and Chris, Chris <laughs> Bryant or Javi Baez, that according to Heyman, SNY's Andy Martino reporting that the Mets are looking for pitching depth and a bat, maybe Trevor's story. So uh, keep a close eye on that. Uh, we will let you know if anything goes down. But, Jared, let's uh, take a look at today's card. Uh, we're going to have to wait until after the deadline, so you have time to get all your bets in. Got 15 games. 
a, a few that really jump out to me. I'm interested to see how these teams that are just selling pieces off, how the players yep. respond today. And the first matchup we have is the Cubs and Nationals. I'm not saying I have a bet on the game, but how are these players going to re- to react after dumping their best players? I don't know. That's an that the the hardest thing I you know been doing the gambling been gambling a long time, but you know really handicapping only for you know a couple couple years really heavily. The hardest thing to do is to understand what's going on in these guys' heads. I mean, that, that that is, you know, to be able to pick out strands and to say this is actually going to be a positive for a team or a negative, um, hands down the hardest thing to do. And, and this situation, you would lean negative with 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 the Cubs. But I, I don't know. I mean, it, it could galvanize them, you know. And, and when the deck gets cleared – and another guy knows he's going to get an everyday opportunity, and and you know better than me who that guy's going to be with you know Rizzo out, um, and with probably Bryant, you know maybe we'll see him play today. Probably not though, if if everyone's you know expecting him to get traded. No, he didn't play yesterday. They're not. He did not play. Today. So he's not going to play today. Obviously, he's going to get dealt. So the, the other guys are going to get chances, and and that that sometimes can be a spark. So uh, I would lean to the negative on the Cubs, but again. These guys get their shot, and they do something with it, and, and that kind of galvanizes the team. Yeah, I also don't have a bet on the game, but uh, another interesting angle is this has been looming over the team's head all year. Yeah, and now it's done. And now it's finally done. Yeah. Okay, they're gone. This, yeah. this is over. I don't have to answer any more questions about it. And the Nationals, it was a question all season what they were going to do. Everyone knew that the Cubs were going to sell, but for the Nationals, this is kind of fresh. So. Yeah, I'm not saying I have an angle there. Just uh, interesting to see how the uh, two teams react here between the Cubs and the Nationals. Here's a matchup that does interest me. It's the Reds and the Mets. You've got Sonny, Ga- Sonny uh, Gray going against Carrasco. I was surprised that I see some sports books posting a strikeout prop for Carrasco in his Mets debut. Um, he had three minor league appearances ramping up to this. And in his last one in AAA, he only threw three innings. So I'm shocked. I, I know they're juicing the under heavily, but I'm shocked that they're uh, putting a K-prop out there for Carrasco. This line makes no sense, too. <laughs> it's I, I, don't under, I don't understand it. Sonny Gray's be- weirdly, weirdly better on the road. Really good numbers on the road. 3-3 ERA compared to 5.23 at home. Yeah. So I, I don't understand. I mean, that's another, you know, Sonny Gray anomaly. But Gray's great on the road. The Reds are as hot as ever. Joey Votto's hit like 100 home runs in the last five games. Um, and you're giving Carrasco not only the favorite, but now juicing the line in his favor continuously and it's moved you know, towards Carrasco and the Mets throughout. The, I, I don't understand it. And usually when that happens, there's some weird reason why Sonny Gray on the road will blow up today and Carrasco will go three or four innings and then some guy in the bullpen will just you know, shove for the Mets the rest of the way. Because usually when these lines move in weird directions, they move for a reason. But logically... Um, I would say the, the Reds should be favored in this game, but they're not. Uh, speaking of lines, it didn't make a ton of sense to me. Maybe, maybe you can explain it. Texas Rangers. Mm. Uh, they've lost 13 of their last 14 games, and they're plus 100. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Do we just have to bet Seattle because? I know the pitching matchup is disgusting, and Seattle's yeah. going against a lefty. They're bottom five in Major League Baseball against lefties this season. The Rangers... Okay, way to run to create a plus. Average is about 100. Since the restart, their weighted runs created plus is 40. 
Like, wow. they are just so much worse than everybody else. And now you don't have Gallo. Second half, small sample. They're hitting 159 with an OPS of 494. Do we have to just blind bet Seattle because Texas is so horrific and you're not laying a price? Yeah, I mean, Seattle on the road, though, you know, that's the only thing that scares me there. Um, I feel like I've faded, you know, a lot of these names when, you know, usually the night before I'll just like scroll through the starting pitcher names for the next day and I'll just try to get some visceral reaction because if I, you know, have some scar tissue from prior bets this season, I feel like Allard's been a guy that I've faded at some point this year, right? That, 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 that sounds about right to me. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to back either of these teams tonight. I feel like there's a couple decent spots on the board and that's not one of them. Okay, I was just shocked to see Texas at yeah. spot after losing 13 to 14. They can't do anything right now. Uh, give me one of your favorite spots on the board. Um, at this point of the year, I would say some of these first three unders really intrigue me because I do feel like, and we can get into a separate conversation about why first three, first five, what the difference is there. Um, but I, I would take this Rockies Padres first three under. Um, John Gray, surprisingly good numbers against San Diego this year and Colorado's brutal on the road period, but they're even worse against lefties. Um, so I, I I think Colorado's offense is a fade on the road. And if you get a pitcher on the other side, Gray, who's had decent numbers against San Diego in his past, obviously he's got plenty of experience facing them. Um, and especially San Diego, you know, you talk about the trade deadline negatives of trading a guy away. Joe, how about the trade deadline negatives of not getting a guy that you were supposed to get, which is the Padres are going through right now. They were supposed to get Max Scherzer. Everyone was reporting they were getting Max Scherzer. They didn't get Max Scherzer. And now what's the mental state of the team knowing your biggest rival who beat you in the playoffs last year came in at the 11th hour and stole the guy you were supposed to get? So I think the the Padres might be in a bit of a malaise tonight too. Um, and the total dropped about a half a run overnight. Ryan Weathers is not a length guy, which again goes into the first five, first three argument, but zero earned runs in his last two starts. So I, I feel good about that matchup tonight, um, and you probably get a pretty decent price on the under two and a half. Yeah, what if they don't get Barrios either? <laughs> that, might not, that might not be a happy squad. Yeah. One, one thing that did jump out to me is uh, some of the history of the Padres against Gray, Meyer, mm. Shadow, Grisham. They're all over a thousand OPS in their yeah. against them. Uh, decent sample size for Myers and Machado there. Uh, how about the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks? The Dodgers mm. one ninety road favorites. Pretty good pitching matchup with Gonsolin and Gallon. Both of these guys have had a lot of success against their opponent. I'm looking at under nine. What do you think? Yeah, Gallon scares me. Gallon's Gallon's a blow up guy. Like when it's bad for Gallon, it's really bad. Yeah. yeah, and and Gonsolin, I feel like I've been burned a couple times by Gonsolin this year because the Dodgers use him in weird spots and they don't extend him a ton. Um, I, I think if you get good Gonsolin tonight, maybe a Dodgers first five run line might be in order. You you would think you'll get a decent price there because you're you know you're they're they're not laying the full Dodger juice that you're used to. They're under the two dollar threshold, so maybe a first five run line Dodgers to be ahead after five innings. Um, I, I think LA, you know, again, it goes back to that narrative of the trade deadline. I mean, you would imagine that those, those dudes are going to be pretty fired up today with Max Scherzer and Trey Turner walking into that clubhouse at some point. So, uh, I would certainly lean LA in that matchup. 
Uh, what do you think about Boston plus 120 at Tampa Bay today? Mm. The Rays, they don't hit lefties. Yeah. A couple hitters in their lineup have had some struggles against Perez. Anything there? I would lean Boston. Yeah. I, I, I don't trust Tampa. I, I just, I, and I know yesterday they look great and, you know, and, and that was more cold bad, I think, than good Tampa. Um, and then that one well, it was basically two innings. They scored 14 runs in the first, and I think the sixth or the seventh, they scored the 10th spot. Um, I, I would probably come off of Tampa after a game like that. Um, yep. And you're getting plus money on Boston. How often do you get plus money on Boston this year? I'm so I, there. That's Jerry yeah. Smith in for Joe Giglio today. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily. Coming up next, we'll talk about the MLB trade deadline and its impact with Michael Beller from The Athletic on the BetQL Network.